That was Mark Jackson, who coaches our next guest live from San Antonio, getting ready for game one of the second round of the Western Conference playoffs. On the ring central guest line is Warriors guard Jarrett Jack, who we welcome back to the Murphy and Matt yeah. Show. Brian Murphy and Paul McCaffrey here in San Francisco. Jarrett, how are you this morning, man? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Good, morning, Jared. man. We good. definitely appreciate all the morning commuters appreciate you coming on to talk a little basketball. Um, give us a feel. Um, how was the flight to San Antonio? Could you characterize the, the kind of the mood of the team as you guys uh, took off from Oakland? I'm um, excited. You know, uh, definitely feeling privileged to be moving on to the second round, and uh, you know, ready to take on a very, very tough team in the Spurs. Yeah, big time. When you when you say the Spurs, um, what comes to mind? You know, I mean, uh, we all have our own thoughts about Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, but when you think about the Spurs and what what you're facing on the court, what what, what sort of uh, attributes come to mind about San Antonio? Um, just a very disciplined ball club. You know, on both both ends of the floor. You know, they're a team that really does a good job of sticking to their principles and uh, the things that allow them to be the successful team that they've been for you know as many years as we all can remember. Is there any chance, Jarrett, that they're, you know, getting a little older and that you guys can kind of bring a youth and energy that maybe is going to give them a lot to handle? We hope so, you know, <laughs> but that's not the thing that we're, we're going to lean on in this series, and that's not, going to think, that's not going to be the thing to, I don't know, get them eliminated. You yeah. know, they, they've been able to be a two-seed in this league for a reason, you know, after this long 82-game uh, season. And... uh you know, we're just going to have to meet force with force and do the best job we can of trying to minimize our mistakes and uh, trying to play as close to a perfect game as possible. That whole haven't won in San Antonio since 1997 thing. Now, most of you, you've only been with the Warriors for one year or two years or three years in some other guys' cases. Outside of Beedrench, there's really nobody with a history. So does that whole lost streak in San Antonio mean anything to you guys? Um, I mean, it doesn't mean much as because just like you said, you know, a lot of us wasn't a part of those things. But we would love to be the team to go in there and kind of erase that streak. Mm. Um, we don't look at it as if, you know, man, we just couldn't get a win down there or we've been struggling uh, in this particular building. And I don't know too many teams that has, has had success um, in San Antonio. So it's not like it's just the Warriors. Yeah. But we definitely would love to be the team to go in there and kind of, you know, kind of break the streak, so to speak. Hey, after having that great, uh, that great first round and, and, and Curry being so hot and you having a great series and Bogut just taking over and dominating at times, do you guys feel differently as a group now going into your, into the second round of the playoffs? Like, I mean, for the younger guys, Jared, I mean, I would assume there's going to be less jitters. I mean, these guys are going to be comfortable and ready to go, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it probably gives you a sense of confidence. You know, a lot of people were put in positions that they hadn't, you know, been in before. And it was great to see guys respond in the fashion that they did. You know, Steph was lights out. He was unbelievable um, throughout the entire playoffs. Uh, Andrew Bogut, you know, tremendous for us. You know, holding down the middle and being that anchor for us. Uh, Harrison Barnes, who I thought played unbelievably, um, stepping up to the challenge of playing against a player like Andre Iguodala. And uh, Clay Thompson as well. And then uh, Draymond Green in spots. You know, how, how big was he in game six? Huge. Um, and, you know, it, it was just a complete team effort. You know, we have all got types of guys stepping up and not shying away from the moment. Yeah, I've got to ask you, too, about that night that you guys beat Denver in game six. It was such a crazy night because it was so high when you guys were up 18, and then it got so weird at the end. You sent out a tweet in the middle of the night that said, what happened those last four or five minutes? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it was almost like you were sort of, I don't know, blowing off some steam or something. Well, like, you're allowed you know, to at that yeah, point. Yeah, you can I mean, let it out. Can you tell us about those kind of final few hours afterwards? Did it kind of hit you that you guys almost blew it and you just started laughing almost in a kind of a maniacal way? <laughs> um, it was just 
like I said, man, I was like, man, I don't even know if we can do that all over again if we were doing it on purpose. You know, it was just crazy how, you know, we just let the league kind of dwindle down in the fashion in which we did. And, you know, it was good that we could laugh about it because we got the W. But, you know, it was just crazy. And to watch the game the next day, what what happened with the Knicks and the Celtics, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, the the Knicks might have been drinking whatever we were drinking during that four- or five-minute span when they allowed the Celtics to go on a 20-to-nothing run, I think, in like two minutes. So I don't know what it was, but... Luckily, we're able to put it behind us and uh, move on. But if we want to be successful against the Spurs, we can't have breakdowns like that. Hey, real quick, Jared, just going back to uh, Game 6 for a sec. When uh, David Lee got on the floor, I mean, he checked in. I mean, the place went bonkers. I mean, obviously, it impacted the crowd in a huge way. And can you tell us what it meant to you and, and how it felt to you and your teammates just having him even out there on the floor just for, for a short time like that? I think it just shows the type of person and player that he is. You know, selfless, all about team. And, you know, when I was getting ready for the game and I'm tying my shoes and putting on my warm-ups or whatever, he's walking by and he's like, Let, let's go. And I'm noticing that he's geared up. And I'm like, D. Lee, what, what are you doing? You keep, you know, teasing me like you're playing. He was like, I am playing. And I was like, what? When did, when did this happen? So, you know, it was just refreshing, refreshing to see, you know, us at full strength as close, as close as we can be at this particular moment. And it was a great moment, I thought, what Coach did for him, allowing him to still be a part of the series, a part of the playoffs. And, you know, for him to go out there and give us what he had, it was just tremendous. Man, he had that open look. If he could have made that bucket, oh, I, I, I think it would have been... Uh, oh, been... the roof. The roof <laughs> would have been... The roof would have went off the place. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If that would have went down, I would have been so happy for him. And uh, I'm so happy that the fans who have been tremendous for us all season, they responded and received him the way they did. I got to ask you too, Jared. You answered a guy on Twitter on May third. Are you re-signing with the Warriors? And you wrote, "I hope so!" Exclamation point. So, I mean, obviously, this is not the time maybe to get too into it, but at least to address Warriors fans who really like what you bring to the table. And you just mentioned how much you like playing in front of, the, in front of these fans. But you are a free agent, and it is a market economy. So, uh, is it your plan to test the free agent market and then and see what's out there? Um, I mean, to be honest, not to shy away from your question, you know. Um, I think what we have going on here at the moment is so special and so fun um, that I wouldn't want to overshadow it with something as minor as, you know, what my individual situation is going to be like this summer. You know, um, I definitely want to be a prisoner of the moment right now. I think all of us are really enjoying what we have going on. And me and Harrison were just walking yesterday, and I was like, man, we're in the Western Conference semifinals. Like, how crazy is that? Who would have thought it? Uh, in October, you know, when they had a, a bunch of new guys relatively, uh, you know, together, who would have thought this would have been the destination that we've been at? And, uh, you know, I just don't want to overshadow it with that. You know, come the summer, you know, the business is going to take a hold and hopefully it has, you know, good things in store for me. Um, but like I said, I'd rather just talk about the season and, you know, what me and my teammates have going on now. I have to say, as far as denials or slash avoiding questions, that's about as classy of an avoidance as I've ever heard. Very well done, man. You were schooled well by your mom and dad or your teachers growing up. Well done, Jared. Uh, Polly? Well, I want to ask Jared, just, you know, uh, same kind of thing going into the first round. I mean, so-called, you know, experts, critics all over the country, nobody really giving you guys much of a chance, and then you get it done, and nobody beat the Nuggets on their own floor, which you guys did. And it, I mean, I think some people are now just saying, like, well, the Warriors, they got through the first round. It's been a great year for them, but, you know, there's no way they, they're going to get past San Antonio. You guys feel like, hey, you know what? We're not only are we showing up, but we're, we're going to compete. We're going to hang around. 
Uh, I mean, we, we're just confident in what we have in this locker room. You know, it's kind of crazy. Like our, our first day of practice, coach uh, read all the so-called experts' predictions, and nobody gave us a chance to go to the playoffs. They gave us a zero percent chance. All of the experts, from whatever publication you name it, and. You know, all of us kind of took that as motivation, a little bit of disrespect, but it was like a little bit of them not knowing. You know, they didn't know what we had in the locker room. They didn't know the type of coach we had that puts us in the positions to be successful. They didn't know the type of guys that stay in the gym hours upon hours after practice. Um, the guys who, who challenge one another and, and force each other to be better and doesn't allow for them to just be mediocre. And those are the things we feel like slowly but surely we're going to, you know, show everybody. And we don't have to do it all at one time. Like when we lost the first game in Denver and, and David went out, you know, everybody was like, oh, they're, they're definitely done now. Even though they put up a valiant effort in game one. And to still go out there and win that series, like I said, we're just surely, surely showing people what Golden State Warriors is all about. Man, all well said. We know you got to go. you got to shoot around to get to. We appreciate you coming. But last question is on, is on Bogut. Um, the big fella, and you got—he had some really interesting things to say after the the series. He said it, it was a dark season for him. He felt pitch black emotionally. Very uh, descriptive words he used, and very honest too. So for you guys, knowing—I mean, did you guys almost like not even know what you were getting? I mean, you know, you'd played against him in the league, but what he did—twenty-one rebounds in Game Six after the season he had. How are you observing that, Jared, from your vantage point? Um. You know, I mean, I, I was a person with, with, with Bogues that I was definitely always trying to, you know, keep it positive, keep him afloat with the situation because, you know, when you have an injury or you're not able to play, you you know, it, there can always be a kind of disconnect there. And, uh, you know, I know he used to watch us, you know, us, you know, fighting and battling each and every night and him being relegated to the bench and not being able to go out there and contribute. You know, it, it can be difficult to deal with at times. You know, you can be down on yourself. I'm sure he's hearing people uh probably getting on him saying why don't you play and I'm sure he wants to you know what I mean the thing I used to always tell people is don't you think he wants to play why wouldn't he want to play with all the excitement and all the great things that we have going on why wouldn't he want to be a part of it so it's not like he's doing it on purpose or shying away from the situation it's just his body isn't allowing him to you know at that particular moment but yeah. uh he was just tremendous for us you know and, and where would we be uh, definitely wouldn't be in this situation without him. Um, the challenge that he stepped up with, uh, battling those big guys, being that physical presence for us, and like you said, 20-plus rebounds in Game 6 when everything was on the line. Um, you know, it couldn't be a, a better chapter for him, I thought. And hopefully uh, Warriors fans and everybody else will realize, you know, the reason why he was the number one pick in the 2005 draft and the reason why he was such a coveted uh, guy that they wanted to be part of this franchise. The mad Aussie, the wild Aussie. He's loose. Tim Duncan better watch out, man. Here comes a bogut, right? Hey, Jarrett, you are exceedingly uh, uh, excellent spokesman for the team. Yeah, and we appreciate on, you coming on bright and early, and we know you have a shoot-around to get to. So get your game face on, and you know everybody back here in the Bay is watching and listening tonight. Thanks for coming on. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. I didn't mean to shy away from your question. Hopefully no. We, no, you're good, uh, man. Like I, I, get it done. I wasn't kidding. That was an exceedingly, um, you know, kind of well-crafted answer. I really liked it. So Thanks for coming on, Jared. No problem, guys. Thank okay. you. Jared Jack, there he is.